Hi, my name is Farron and you're listening to Hungry for Apples podcast. Please follow me on Instagram, F-A-E-R-N, and check out my website, Farron.me. Support the podcast over on Patreon.com backslash Farron, or visit our website at HungryForApples.me. Grab an apple, enjoy the show. what's up how's it going i wanted to talk to you today about self-care being a radical act or a radical concept and i've been thinking about doing this topic for kind of a while considering it i mean it's basically what the underlying deal is with hungry for apples you know how do you have well-being well self-care is obviously part of that but at this point it's kind of a hot topic self-care or rather using a bunch of hand sanitizer and buying up all of the masks and buying all the canned foods from the store is what's going on in the name of self-care because of the coronavirus, yeah? And I don't really want to talk about the virus or anything like that, but today I was having coffee with a group of friends and we were talking about that, about the way it's handled in society on the small sector and on the large sector. And it just got me thinking about how how so many people don't take care of themselves. I mean, I I, I guide yoga classes, so my, my community of people that I'm around are a pretty healthy bunch. We all have what, at least one thing or another going on that we're, we're working with or trying to learn or improve, whether it's juicing or, you know, different ways of eating food and you know combinations of things whatever you think of so i'm in this bubble and i didn't really consider just how little people think about self-care and that's one side of it on the other side i know it's the first thing that's off the list because i'm a yoga teacher and as soon as the budget comes up or some something happens it makes sense that things start to come off of the what we're going to spend money on list and the gym vitamins and going to yoga classes have a tendency to be the first things off the list which would be you know kind of a hint that people don't really value or they're not able to value their self-care or maybe there's not an established routine or there's a dependency on somebody else to make this happen. So self-care is a radical act. You may not really jive with that right away. Let's say you're more of an anti-establishment person, right? Basically, if you try to be healthy, you're going against the general establishment. That's part of why I think it's a radical act. Um, I mean, the people that feel powerless, they're not taking care of themselves, all of that. This is how they, you know, air quotes, if you saw me, I'm doing big giant air quotes around they, who are they anyway, but the advertisers and the items and the things that are purchased and sold to us, they're all based on this scarcity element, this fear-based tactic. 
and they know that the colors that they use and the words that they use and the way things are in the news, they can start to veer us in different directions to purchase certain things or to create a phenomenon like fear around um, something happening in the world. So this is why they, why people feel powerless, but also it keeps you shopping. This is what they're doing. So if you want to be more spiritual also, besides going against status quo, if you want to be more spiritual, again, it comes back to being healthier, which is very interesting because I don't know that many people that are anti-establishment are very spiritual, or maybe they don't realize that they are, which I find very interesting, which is why I think I prefer using the word conscious or consciousness over spirituality because of the there's a lot of um, misinterpretation with the word spiritual. But anyhow, I don't want to go off on that tangent. So if if there was something that you were going to do in your life to create more of a self-care routine, you have a lot that you're going to be up against. Not very many people value it. Um, you'll have to find a community that you can interact with in order to get support. It's not something that I feel is all that awesome to do alone, but at the same time, it's totally possible to do alone. It just depends on how you, how you look at it. Here's one thing that really makes it important for me personally. Abundance and self-care are highly related, if not impossible to live without each other. They're completely intertwined. These things go directly against the current narrative and are paving the way towards a collapse of that narrative. So the scarcity narrative that I just mentioned, that's what I'm referring to. And what this will do is move our community, our society, our world, towards the narrative of true abundance. It's like a ladder. We're building upward, right? But without recognizing the value of the previous rungs of the ladder, we can't really climb up. There's nothing to climb up on. So what am I getting at here? Well, here, 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 here. True abundance is the recognition of value. Self-care is a radical concept because it moves us towards true abundance versus the status quo of comparison and scarcity. So depending on where you came from, how you found this podcast, where you know me from, you know, it's possible that you are already within this 5D heart-centered consciousness community and you may not realize that there are people out there that don't understand that it's very important that they figure out what's going on in their heart space. And that's partially what I'm talking about here, but also the big narrative, the umbrella of scarcity. This is a hard thing to work against or work with to understand in order to go the opposite direction of. We all have it. It can come out in, or not we all have it. Many people have it. I've, I work with it. Most people I know have worked with it or are working with it now. It can come out in different ways, the way we speak about ourselves, the way our inner voice is talking, the way we view other people, the way we choose to decide if things can be right or wrong. All all of this is built on a little bit of a scarcity complex. This is why it can feel as though we are powerless. 
But the thing is, is that that's a decision that we've made based on the experiences that we're working through at the time. It's completely possible to shift the mindset around that. When we don't understand that our power cannot be taken away, we are able to perceive this self-care as taking our power back. So whether you think you can or cannot lose your power, when you go through this process, it will give you the perception of retrieval or taking back something that you already have inside. This isn't a bad thing at all. It's just slightly off to one side of possibility. So what I'm saying is, is that we always have our power. It's just that the way we perceive what's going on around us and how our mind wraps around that, whether we have an inner critic or, you know, financial loss, or maybe we're lonely, maybe we lost a job, something like that. When we're so used to being low power because we've decided somebody has taken it away from us, it is... It feels like we're taking something back. I, I really can't, there's, it's hard to really explain that because it, on one hand, we feel as though we've relieved ourselves of some kind of power because we feel a sense of loss. And then when we take care of ourselves again, we start to gain something back. But what's actually happening here is it's more internal. It has nothing to do with what is going on on the outside. It has to do with everything what's going on on the inside. What you're actually feeling when you begin working on self-care is the body, your physical system, beginning to feel nourished, which does feel powerful. And since you did that, that's why it feels like you're taking your power back. I think that I finally got it. It took me a couple of sentences there, sorry. <laughs> what happens then is then you learn that you are actually in control, right? And you take on that mindset. But without going through the previous um, in and out of maybe feeling like you're powerless, understanding that you can't lose your power however you still feel a little bit powerless because you haven't started some kind of self-care routine or maybe your inner crit critic is running away with you this is what i'm getting at until you make the decision things start to feel like they're depleting you of your energy or your power but your power is always in you your heart is there it's always there What makes this very challenging is we're living in a world where people are depleted of their ability to thrive because they're not providing themselves with the proper exercise and food and even mindset. I mean, there's a consciousness thing here too. If you don't think you're worthy of taking care of yourself, it's very hard to turn around and take care of yourself. It is not a flip of a switch. It takes some work. And there's not much more important work that you can do. If you want to help other people, that's fantastic. But if you're depleting your energy, then 
this is going to be a very short-lived experience. If you want to be abundant, truly abundant in your helping others, you have to take care of yourself and bring your body to a very full sense of thriving. This isn't selfish. This is why another reason why people call this a radical act is because for so long people have called self-care a selfish thing what's definitely not selfish if you think you're going to take care of other people you have to get yourself taken care of first and not by anybody else you need to provide yourself with that care and what will happen is that first of all just naturally being healthier other people will naturally be led by that example. What additionally will happen is your ability to help other people will quadruple. So let's say you're fantastic at what you're doing right now, but you're feeling a little bit depleted by doing it. Take a step back, figure out some new self-care routines, and get going on that. This is a radical act. You might be the first person in your town doing that. Do it. I'm not saying it's easy. It's going to be hard work, um, but it's definitely worth it. I have this quote from Matt Kahn I would like to read. Now, granted, he is speaking about spirituality, but you can replace the idea of self-care in there as well. Let me go ahead and read that. Spirituality should never be confused with obedience training. Your goal is not to wrestle your mind into submission or to pry your heart open with any degree of force. The initiation that has been sent your way is to recognize everything, including the activity of your mind, as an opportunity to love. So what did we talk about here? Self-care is how you take your power back. Technically, you can't actually give away your power, but until you understand that, self-care is the route to getting that back. If you want to be anti-establishment, be healthier in your body and mind. Want to be spiritual? get healthier. Some people might make this look really easy, but I'm telling you behind the scenes, they are doing a lot of work. In order to help the people around you, you have to help yourself first. This is really important. So what are the different types of things that you can do for self-care? Well, first of all, any kind of scheduling so that you can de-stress your time is going to help. Currently, with the narrative of the coronavirus, your self-care needs to go beyond just washing your hands and using a bunch of antibacterial everything. You have to take care of your hydration, make sure that you're breathing effectively, and that you are still getting some exercise. I totally understand if you don't wanna be in large groups right now, not everything is a large group. Just get moving at some point. Do it in your house if you have to. 
anything that supports you switching your mindset from scarcity to abundance is going to qualify as self-care. Whether that means going on a hike every week, whether that means applying for new jobs, whether that means reading a book that you've been wanting to read for a long time, or perhaps going to see your favorite comedian. Anything that supports you is self-care. Now, it works best if you add intention, proper eating, meditation, and all of that in there, but don't get overwhelmed. If you're starting a new routine, start slow. Pick one thing, but don't leave out all that important stuff, If especially if there's um, contamination in your area as far as any major illness, okay? So be safe and smart, but also try not to panic and stuff like that. This, stu this is very important. And yeah, I think that's all I've got for you today. Thank you so much for listening all the way to the end. If you did enjoy this podcast, I think you will like the following episodes. I've picked three. So the one directly previous to this one, number 16, is called Grounding Yourself. Very important for self-care. Extremely helpful. Episode number 10, How I Work Towards Well-Being. This is mostly focusing on a yoga practice, but there's a lot of other things in there that might be helpful for you. And then episode number eight, Creating a Higher Self-Worth. This is also a big part of true abundance. So if you could take one thing away from this podcast, besides the fact that self-care is important, I want you to understand one thing. True abundance is the recognition of value. Again, thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful week. Bye. All right, that's our show for this week. Thanks for listening all the way through. If you enjoyed the podcast, please consider a small donation over at patreon.com backslash Farron. And feel free to reach out to me on Instagram, F-A-E-R-N. Or if you have any questions, check out my website, Farron.me. You can contact me there. You can see my class schedule and upcoming events. Again, you've been listening to Hungry for Apples with your host, Farron. I'm just feeling it out. Thanks for listening. Until next time. Bye.